0: The blushing
1: Girl from Flushing, the nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, uh, Miss Fine.
0: Oh, Mr. Sheffield. That's right. You're back. We're back. Here we are. Season three. Season three? Oh, Mr. Sheffield. A podcast about the hit sitcom from the 90s, mid-90s, The Nanny, starring Fran Drescher. I am Shondi Pasquale here with... Victoria Sheffield. That's right. We are back. And we are... We are, honestly, we're shot out of a cannon to talk about this season three, episode (laughs) one premiere, The Pen Pal, or in some places, just Pen Pals. Um, I've got conflicting, HBO Max says it's called The Pen Pal, but IMDb says it's called Pen Pals, Mm -hmm. and I'm almost willing to give IMDb the win on this, only because they've consistently kept the episodes in the correct order. I
1: mean, I completely agree. (laughs) I was going to say the same thing, but I'll say this also, um, we... We're very unsure how season three was going to go. We have constantly been hearing these whispers of like, you know, the nanny starts getting crazier and it starts deviating from its core and blah, blah, blah. So I just tried to go in very neutral. I was so excited after I watched this episode that I informed Sean that I thought instead of doing our usual two-a-day record, we should just... Really, just only do she this. literally
0: texted me at like ten o'clock at night and was like, <laughs> "Clear your schedule. This is the best episode. Let's dedicate a full hour to talking about this phenomenal <laughs> episode of the show." And I was like, "Well, okay." <laughs> I was like, "Sure, whatever. An hour. That sounds fun." And but then I watched it, and it's a great episode. Although I will say, this episode does something we've never got before, which is like Family Guy style
1: cutaways. Yes, but that is exactly the stuff that I think people are talking about when they say like, oh, the budget started getting bigger, so they used to have these like extended fantasy sequences. And like it still could get much bigger than what we just saw, but I was totally fine with it and I felt like it was earned and I felt like it worked with the sensibility of the show. Um, so I wasn't – I was like, oh, if this is what people are talking about, like, I'm, like sign me up, you know? Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> I mean, I was a little – When, 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 when FloJo and
0: David Letterman appeared out of nowhere, I was a little like, "That's since when?" But you know, it was earned in the sense that she was like, "I've been telling him this," and it's like her imagining her life.
1: Um, Um, And okay, just for some context, we're getting ahead of ourselves. This is the episode. uh,
0: Wait, should we say? Should we like catch people up on everything that's been? Oh no, we didn't take any kind of hiatus.
1: No, no, they—they oh, right. it, they heard us last week. They're hearing us this week. Also, Sean and I didn't take a hiatus, so this—you're really building it up like we took a really big break. But we also spoke just last week. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, I mean,
0: like season like, you, career, like see, new seasons, should always feel like, man, maybe we made, a, maybe we should have done a big break. <laughs> Right, well, but we
1: just see. did the holidays we let's just already see. had a
0: big break but i will say no, this but never for the fans we never missed an episode here, okay i'll put it <laughs> to you like this if you're listening to the show and you think that it, between season three and season four we should take like a two-week break just to build anticipation needlessly let us know
1: or if you think we should have between season two and season three just put down your headphones come back to this in a couple of weeks we'll still be here <laughs>
0: That's a
1: good point. So, but this is the episode where Fran uh, – we, we discover that Fran has had a pen pal that she's written to basically her whole life since first grade. Yeah. And, but they've never seen each other and they've never seen a photo of each other. And he says he wants to meet her for dinner at the Russian tea room. So that is the big plot of this episode, the A plot. Um, B plot is, as usual, Cece has a plan to seduce Mr. Sheffield when they're supposed to work late that Saturday night. Uh, So,
0: Do you want to write an entire sitcom called Lenny that starts when he walks into (laughs) – write a (laughs) spinoff show that starts from his point of view. He's like all prepped for this, (laughs) for this meeting with this woman he's wrote to his whole life. And then he walks in and she's sitting at the bar with Mr. Sheffield and he walks out. And then like we just follow him from there. And like how this could change the course of his entire life.
1: And what if it is Leonard from Big Bang Theory? <laughs> we do a huge tie-in. He would have been a child. <laughs> so we, you know, we start in the kitchen like we normally do, and we start on. Uh, This is when I knew this season was off to a great start. A laugh out loud joke. Yes. Niles comes in. He says he's heading to the post office. Does Fran need him to drop anything off? And she's like licking a stamp and putting on an envelope. And she's like, oh, yeah, can you send this out to Lenny? And he goes, oh, I can't believe you still write to that pen pal of yours from first grade. (laughs) She goes, well, I mean, Val still does. She wrote to hers for years. Then he lost his appeal. (laughs) <laughs> Niles goes, Niles goes, ah, like she lost interest. And his goes, no, no. He, he literally lost his appeal. They fried him at Leavenworth. <laughs> I just, I, Same. I even, yeah, I like was going to put that in favorite lines, but I couldn't even contain myself. I loved it so much.
0: Same. It's it, that also. I had the same cause you had already told me like this is a great episode. But then when when we got to that like kind of dark joke, I was like, Oh, they're really <laughs> going for it. And right before that, we get a, a great you know, we, we open with a classic Niles bit where he comes in and he's like, I'm going to the post office to send CC's taxes. And it's yeah. like, isn't it like three days late? And he's like, yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yes. <Like, laughs> Um, but so, okay. So we established that and then we, we cut to the opening credits and we come back to the kids have uh, entered the kitchen and they're sitting around for their lunch. My first note is look at those incredible sandwiches. I mean, it, these were these were like restaurant quality sandwiches that these kids just get to eat for lunch. What a life. But anyway, they're also all a little older now, I think especially Brighton. Um, you, you
0: and know, Maggie. I mean, and Gracie.
1: Well, yes, they're they're all old.
0: Yeah,
1: they're yeah. Gracie is no longer a little kid. She's you know, it's they're growing up right before our very eyes. Um, and also I noticed just because we're starting off it's a new so season, hard <laughs> did you to notice? <laughs> For Fran, Fran is wearing a middle she part now. Today. Is she? Yes, yes. Is that she, significant? Well, it's just for two seasons, she has had a particular hairstyle. And I don't know, maybe mm. she's not going to have it next week. But she has, you know, as sometimes would happen between seasons, like they, the lead actress has a new hairstyle. And mm. Fran used to sort of have that like bouffant, puffy thing going on. And now she has a, a severe middle part, but still a lot of volume. <laughs> I wonder uh, if Fran
0: was like, I don't, I don't need to look like – a maniac anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean or maybe the network was giving them some notes like oh yeah. maybe try to make her look more conventional. Um but I did notice that. Um and right off the bat we established that Brighton has a new girlfriend or so he claims. He, he, they've never actually met but he says he leaves notes for her in third period and she leaves notes for him in fourth. Um and then Fran goes, "Hey, no contact works for Lisa Marie and Michael Jackson." <laughs> so, little <laughs> Michael joke. Um RIP – well, maybe not (laughs) RIP, regardless. Um, (laughs) And later that day – so I'm just going through like all the setup beats. I think it's
0: interesting that Brighton has a named girlfriend. Do you think we get to meet her?
1: Mm, I mean, her name's Veronica. Maybe.
0: Right? We should keep but that I, in mind. I wonder, if we'll, I wonder if she'll pop back up or if that'll just – it's just like a throwaway.
1: Yeah, because this that's the C plot and there's truly zero resolution on this one. So yeah. I don't know. Um, and later that day, Freyne is watching a soap opera and, you know, CeCe walks in. This is the first – Uh, time we see Cece in the new season. And at first, she's totally dismissive. She's like, oh, Nanny, fine. Like, this is such rubbish. And then she's like, wait, what's happening? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and she sits down right next to Fran. And Fran explains that the storyline is that there's this woman who's hopelessly in love with her business partner. um, And so she's planning on – oh, but the business partner has no idea that she exists. At the exact same moment, Mr. Sheth- I think she says
0: it's about a loser in love with her boss. And, <laughs> and Cece's like, ooh, tell me more. <laughs>
1: yes, yes, something like- no, no. I think actually Cece goes, what a loser. Wait, what happens next? <laughs> it's just so funny. Um, and then um, so this clearly implants an idea. In- oh, because Fran goes, you know, but they're, they're supposed to work late tonight and she has a big plan to seduce him. Yeah. So that implants the idea in Cece's head that she's going to try to seduce Maxwell the next time they worked together. And um, no sooner does that happen, does Mr. Sheffield say, Cece, what are you doing Saturday night? And she's suddenly like, Oh, my cousin Gigi needs a blood transfusion. Our blood types match, so wait, why? <laughs> and uh, so she commits to working late with Mr. Sheffield Saturday night. Um so we got you that You know, I
0: I just realized we never really Like we have a a much younger audience, and we never really talked about like the fad that was pen pals because like that doesn't really exist anymore. Like the equivalent of pen pals now is just like someone you DM with.
1: Oh, very true. Oh my gosh, very true. I mean, yeah, before texting and before internet, which is the childhood that Sean and I both grew up in you would write letters to your friends who you met at summer camp. Or
0: Or to random, like like school. Mm -hmm. I remember school was always really pushing, like we're all going to have pen pals. In fact, I think Fran's joke about Val having a prison pen pal was from a push in in like the 80s of like, or maybe even 70s of like, you know, prisoners are lonely and you can write them letters, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, So like, yeah, writing letters to people you had never met before was yes. a real thing that people really did like to the point where it was popular enough you could write a whole sitcom episode about it and and no one would bat an eye but like I, yeah I, I was watching this episode and I was like it's so weird P- we don't there there is no pen pal now like oh, now no. you just have like a friend across the world who you like but also the anonymity I mean for the most part I guess the equivalent of a pen pal now would be like getting catfished
1: because well but that's only if the pen pal is is not authentic. You could be having a real- Yes.
0: Meeting. But what I'm saying is is the idea of having an anonymous pen pal would be in, almost impossible now, unless they were lying to you. Because yes. everyone has an online identity now. So if you met someone from across the world, you'd be like, what's your name? And then you'd look them up. You yes. know what I mean? Like
1: You'd be on their LinkedIn in like two seconds. <laughs> yeah.
0: So- So this whole concept, like this, is one of those episode plot lines that's like, is this adaptable now? I don't, I don't know. It would have to be a catfishing story. Is I guess what I'm saying.
1: Yes. Well, the thing is, you just couldn't do it because the audience would go, "How have they never shared pictures?" Like, there's, or you know, you'd have to say, "We have agreed to never share pictures or Google each other." That would have to be the line, and then then you would have to actually stick to that,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, which nobody would. No. no, very good point. Um, yeah. All right. So, anyway, so she, she, Cece's
0: like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to follow this. I'm going to copy this soap opera and I'm going to entr- ensnare Mr. Sheffield by <laughs> basically, I think she even makes up on the spot, like, oh, we have that meeting tonight.
1: No, no. He, he says to her, Cece, what, what are you doing Saturday night? And she says that she's going to basically, you know, donate blood to her dying cousin. But then, right. in- He's like, but no, no, never mind. She's fine. She, they gave her at least six months. So she, <laughs> she cancels her very important plans to just work with him Saturday night, yeah. which is clearly leading up to a seduction scenario. And then so CeCe exits, like, you know, stage left or whatever. And um, Mr. – is stage left our left or their left?
0: Stage left is their left. Oh, so
1: she exits stage right. And <laughs> Mr. Sheffield. Uh, comes in with the mail and he hands her in a letter from Lenny, the pen pal, and he's he's clearly jealous. He's like he's like, oh, another letter from Lenny, huh? And then he's like, oh, you always get that you know ridiculous smile on your face whenever you open letters from him, and kind of just tries to taunt her a little. Um, at which point she. Gasps loudly, and she's like, "Oh my god, he's coming to New York, and he wants to meet me at, for dinner at the Russian Tea Room." And um, for anyone who just you know isn't from New York or hasn't been there, the Russian Tea Room is like this very very famous New York staple. It's um, I think it was opened by the Russian Ballet in the twenties. It's very like it's it's kind of just this experience um, in New York.
0: Um, it's so funny. I wrote in my notes, Toria, what's the Russian? Tea <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, if you Google it, you'll see like, uh, it's just this kind of very specific. I didn't exam. Google it
0: though. I made a deal with it that I would never Google it or look it up.
1: <laughs> but so. you, but you would ask your friend to go stock it out and mm-hmm. make sure, make sure it was hot. Um,
0: that's the plot of the episode.
1: <laughs> but so, um, they have, they're going to go to the Russian tea room or she, he wants to meet her at the Russian tea room. Yeah. And this is when it comes out that she's, I mean, you know, Mr. Sheffield's like, well, isn't that a good thing? And she's like, uh, I mean, I don't know. I I may have exaggerated some things about myself over the years. Oh, hold on, I'm gonna decline this Facetime.
0: Decline the Facetime, Toria. It's
1: my cousin Jeff.
0: Oh um, man, Jeff, listen, buddy. <laughs> we have a certain record time here and you've got to respect that.
1: It's probably a 7-year-old though. That's usually
0: what happens. Oh, well. 7-year-old um, child. No listen to this episode and hear my message for Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> um,
1: but so um she's she admits that she has exaggerated some things about herself over the years. And Mr. Schwab is like, "Well, like what?" This is when we cut to those like Family Guy like cutaways, which it's not fair to say they're Family Guy like this predates Family Guy. So fair. You know, so if
0: anything, Family Guy ripped off the nanny. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. And you know, in the first fantasy sequence, um, she's literally has just won a gold medal at the Olympics. Yes. And Flojo, who again, a lot of her audience might not know, Flojo is a very, very famous Olympic track star. She died tragically pretty young of natural causes. Florence Joyner. Yes, she she was so famous um in the yeah. 90s. And she is standing next to Fran looking stony faced. And Fran goes, Oh, like, don't be upset. Silver goes with everything, (laughs) which was a funny line to me. (laughs) And then it cuts to her sitting down next to David Letterman and like chatting him up in a gorgeous dress. And I also wrote, though, I was like, aren't all these easy to fact check even before the internet? (laughs) Like if she had been on David Letterman, if she had won a gold.
0: No, because look, where would you get that information?
1: But you don't think you could just pick up a paper during the Summer Olympics and find out who won a gold (laughs) medal? But may- maybe Lenny doesn't read the news. I mean, we, I don't yeah. know, Lenny.
0: We don't know what Lenny That's does. True. I honestly assumed Lenny was also from prison <laughs> for most of this episode. I was just like, Oh, they both rose to inmates and like hers died in the electric chair and Franz is getting out. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, and then the, the final um fantasy sequence when she also admits to exaggerating <laughs> so her career, stupid. she's in space um as an astronaut. So yes. So she has clearly done this thing where she's very insecure about who she really is. She she did all this exaggerating. She
0: loses her lipstick in zero gravity. And then she (laughs) says, very famous line, Houston, we have a problem. Yes. While the, while the space odyssey music is playing. She doesn't want a space odyssey (laughs) music. Um,
1: And then this is when Brighton comes running in from school and he's like super, super, he's like kind of upset and all in a huff. And he goes, he goes, Fran, this is terrible. Veronica, my like, pen pal at school she wants to meet me and fran's like what's the big deal and he's like i told her i looked like brad pitt and i don't and then she's like oh brighton you lied just to impress some girl i'm so surprised at you and then he like runs upstairs and then mr sheffield like just stares at her and she goes Mm -hmm. what i said i was surprised at him (laughs) also did make me laugh um and then we kind of get into like i mean that's a great setup for an episode and we we really get into it. at just the right pace because then we cut to a few nights later and it's the night of the big date and – or the big meetup and Mr. Sheffield tells Niles that he is going to drop Fran off at dinner in the car and um, he clearly makes up some excuse. He's like, because, you know, uh, I need to meet with my lawyer anyway and Niles is like, your lawyer is nowhere near there <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and, you know, Mr. Sheffield just kind of tries to like, like bluster through it and won't I, admit I, I, that It's fine. yeah. He says- yeah. Exactly. But he clearly just wants to get a look at this guy. I won't admit it. Um, And then there is this incredible exchange of Yiddish that we're going to have to get to later during Yiddish. But I will say this is a jam-packed episode in terms of Yiddish. Oh
0: my gosh. Is it ever?
1: Yes, oh, that's why I was like, we're going a- to need a
0: whole for hour. For blots, for for
1: But it's basically this exchange where Niles and Mr. It's- Sheffield.
0: Oh wait, so you told me we would need an hour for this episode because you want to spend twenty-five minutes defining <laughs> Yiddish phrases. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the kind of thing where literally, you know, Mr. Sheffield's like, "Well, where is Miss Fine?" and Niles is like. Oh, uh, she's upstairs getting for pits, and he's like what's that? And then she's like I think you mean flablands and they just go back and forth for yeah. like six lines of of these yiddish phrases and it's it's to me it was it was funny because of the yiddish but it, it was also great. really heartwarming and perfect because it so seamlessly shows how much of a huge impact Fran has had on this on these yeah. this household of these like, upper crust british men yes. who now are exchanging uh you know phrases in yiddish. Yes. It was so it was adorable. Um and, and and it's a nice bit of very
0: subtle meta commentary on the show itself with like all of the Yiddish that gets like thrown around, you know, like and now all of a sudden everyone's like throwing out Yiddish phrases uh yeah. and, and, and has like really been infected by this this, uh-huh. this character.
1: It's great. Yeah. In fact it is a good word when you're dealing with Jews, Sean. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Guess my self hate has come.
1: Yeah, out. <laughs> we are an insidious people. <laughs> um, but so okay, uh, so Mr. Sheffield he takes Fran by the arm and is about to take her out, and just as they open the front door, Cece saunters in, and I literally wrote va va voom. Seductress, <laughs> yeah. she. I mean, she's in this like black gown and. Her it's like black
0: low cut gown and her boobs yeah. are spilling her, out of the top of it. They are, I mean, I yeah. don't even,
1: I mean, she is, a, as my father would say, a chesty woman.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> like, Who would yeah. your father say that to? <laughs> well,
1: you know, we'd be like watching, I don't know, we'd be watching like um, the nanny and he would just go, hmm, a chesty. <laughs> um, but, so that was definitely also,
0: his – I continue to insist. That Maggie looks more and more <laughs> like this. <laughs> it is uncanny how much uh, uh, Laura, Lauren Lane and, and, and Nicole Tom look I
1: alike. I know. It's I know. Crazy. And it's like, you know, even if Ma- uh, Maggie had long hair, I think I would think of it less, but yes. they have the same haircut. They have the same haircut. And they're 20 they years look- apart and they have the same they haircut. They look alike. <laughs>
0: if I was gonna do a reboot of this show now, I might cast Nicole Tom as Cece.
1: That would be fantastic, right? Wow! Um, oh. Put that up. Put in your put that in our thinking brains. PJ, uh, hey if when- you're
0: listening,
1: yep. yep. <laughs> um, so the so so she comes in and she's like, Maxwell, I'm ready to work. <laughs> and then Mr. Sheffield clearly is forgotten, and he's like, he doesn't oh. even really.
0: He doesn't look at he he goes like, oh right, well, sorry. Like he <laughs> no, doesn't even consider what she looks like. It's great.
1: He, he, he literally like, just kind of like vaguely turns around and goes, "Oh, uh, can you start without me? I'll be back in a while." and walks out hand in hand with Fran. <laughs> um and we uh so they leave and then we get to the Russian tea room. Uh and they use the real exterior. Uh and then I actually they obviously didn't shoot in the real Russian tea room, but I did Google what the inside looked like. And they did a pretty good recreation of it as well. Hmm. And the the actual waiters are dressed like Cossacks. Like they're in like right. very traditional, like Russian, like what you would have worn in 1920 if you worked at the Russian ballet. Yeah. Um,
0: so she, she and Mr. Sheffield show up at the Russian tea room and they're sitting at the bar and there's this sleazy open shirt guy next to them. Oh, which did you yeah. recognize him immediately?
1: Yes, it was. I wrote. I wrote PMJ. Yep.
0: <laughs> Peter yep. Mark
1: Jacobson. Yep. Because basically, what happens is, Mr. Sheffield. Oh, Fran. They sit at the bar, and Fran's like, "Oh, Mr. Sheffield, like you can you can go home now." And he's like, "Oh, I don't know if I want to just you know leave you here on your own," which is very condescending, by the way. But anyway, yes. she she's like, "Oh, I can handle myself." And then the man next to her, played by Peter Mark Jacobson, he's literally he says something like hello, like pretty lady. Like, yeah, can he's,
0: I, he's doing a Russian accent.
1: Very Russian, yeah. And he's like, can I, something like, can I butter your buns? Or I don't know, it was yeah, something like very, very over the top, very yeah. funny. And she has laugh out loud line where she goes, she looks at him and then she turns back to Mr. Sheffield, lowers her voice a few octaves and goes, yeah, I mean, my wife was pissed, but I finally feel comfortable in my own body. <laughs> or, insinuating- <laughs> yeah, she goes, I felt
0: trapped in my old body. Oh, and yeah. he goes, ugh, and then he runs yeah, away.
1: Ins- so she's insinuating she uh, was formerly a man yeah. who was transitioned. And then, yes, the sleazy Russian guy next to her just, like, shirks off. Yeah. Which <clears> – <throat> Which I actually thought proved that she can take care of herself very well, but Mr. Yeah, Sheffield's I think that not was convinced. The point is a
0: joke, but he's still not convinced. He doesn't like leave.
1: Yes, he just he just doesn't want to leave. He's being yeah. a total lingerer. But so you know, they just end end up hanging out, waiting for Lenny. And actually, he's like, "Would you care for an aperitif?" And she's like, "No, but I'll do a little before dinner drink." <laughs> um, and so,
0: okay, I have a crazy theory. Okay, what if Mr. Sheffield subconsciously? Wants Niles and Cece to hook up.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to have a much, a much crazier theory, which made less sense. That he <laughs> is Lenny, and that he has orchestrated <laughs> this
0: his entire life. He's been yeah. writing to Fran.
1: Well, then I was like, well, I mean, I guess he could like have started taking that letters if, before they get to her, and then what writing if Mr. As Sheffield
0: as- found out that she got fired from her job and then murdered his wife? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, but seriously, what if? subconsciously, he just wants to stay out of the house and give Niles and Cece time alone. Mm -mm. Is that a possibility? I don't think so. I
1: think he's far too self-involved to even care what Niles and Cece are up to. He is just being jealous. That's what I think.
0: I think that's fair. I think jealousy probably makes more sense.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, at least, you know, maybe a little more sense than our serial killer backstory, (laughs) but just a hair. Speaking Um, of which, we cut back to the mansion here. Mm-hmm.
0: And we get CC is, you know, like she's in Mister Sheffield's office, which, you know, I mean, I, I, I guess it was a business meeting, but it's so weird. She's in the office. She's like at candles. She's got like wine and like I think food on the table yes, on like the yes. desk. She turns
1: oh and a again Yule
0: log on the TV and warms her hands by it, which was
1: <laughs> she, uh, such my an note is moment. <laughs> it's. <laughs> So I wrote, Cece is going into seduction prep mode hard. And then I wrote all the stuff you did about the candles. And then I wrote again, boobs out. (laughs) (laughs) And then the door opens, but we like don't see who it is. And she goes, Maxwell, darling, is that you? It's Niles, big reveal. <laughs> and he literally, he he t- like takes he a beat. He turns to the lights down. <laughs> oh okay, yeah. He low- well he assesses what's happening. He lowers the lights and then like in a very hushed tone so you can't quite make out it's him. He's like, don't turn around. <laughs> and I just go, This is so cruel. Yeah. This it's is so the mean- meanest. It's the meanest thing he's ever done. <laughs> it's the meanest thing he's ever done. Um, and he literally comes up behind her and like blows on her neck and she's like. She's like, I'm yours. Tell me what you want me to do. And he literally, it's it's such a funny beat though. He po- actually ponders. Like he mm-hmm. takes a moment to look up with this like devious smile on his face, where he's sort of genuinely considering, like, what is the worst thing I can do yeah. to her? And then he's like, cluck like a chicken. <laughs> and she's like, What? And he's like, it turns me on. Which I mean, just give this woman an Emmy already. Like it's she's crazy. she starts going like. Like subtly and then more ferociously. She's well,
0: it's interesting because she's really playing it like she takes this request seriously, and then she's trying to figure out how can I do this sexily yes. and also give him what he wants. So you can <laughs> see the character like working out in her mind, like how do I make this both sexy and not too silly, but still be a chicken? And yes. and it's pretty amazing. It, 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 it basically it, it translates to her slowly. Making like bok bok, like she's like (laughs) bok 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 bok. Um, and, (laughs) and he's behind her. Uh, I think both playing like Niles is trying not to laugh and also trying really hard not to laugh.
1: Yes, yes. I agree. I think the actor thought it was genuinely very funny. Yeah. Um, I thought that same thing. And then she, like, kind of starts to turn around, and then she realizes it's Niles, and she screams in horror, like, absolutely screams. And he's just like, Mr. Sheffield has been delayed. Oh, did you think I was him? <laughs> like, super innocently. Uh, just so – it was so it mean. Was um Yeah. Very, very funny And then she's like, you
0: tell anyone about this. And he's like, I'd never do that. We need the eggs. And then he like (laughs) glides out of the room.
1: (laughs) And you know what? I asked – I have a note here where I was like, you know, I think it's actually was really – I think it was really good that they ended up pivoting away from focusing so much on Fran and the kids. Like at first I thought that that was like a cheap network move and I was kind of annoyed when we found out that the network had kind of been pushing them towards these more adult things. But then I was like, you know – it would be very hard to do that consistently without it feeling like full house or like having yes. to do like special episodes. And I was like, it makes sense. Like we get to do stuff like this or see stuff like this because we're not constantly focused on like 11 year olds plot line, you know? Right, um, right. So
0: well, I- well, right. Because the alternative is Fran always is just solving kids problems with like, for them.
1: Yes, yeah. So I was like, you know, so far at least- I, I've been sold by that note. I think mm-hmm. I think it was actually probably a in the long run a better a better path.
0: Um, a way to keep the show more uh, it, it uh, its own thing, more original. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. And so then we go back to the Russian Tea Room. Lenny is late, and Frannie and Mister Sheffield they've like ordered snacks. Yeah. They're chit chatting. They're laughing. Like for all practical purposes, this is a date, even though it's not a date because she's supposed to be waiting for this other guy. And um, it's actually at one point um. He says something to her, and she's like, oh, sorry. I was just thinking about how nice it is to get out of the house without the kids. Maybe we should think about hiring someone. <laughs> she goes, oh. <laughs> um, and and it's just, you know, their chemistry is great. These, these actors have great chemistry, even when they're just chatting about yeah. nothing. Um, and then um, at first she says something where she's like, you know what, Mr. Sheffield – I don't even care if Lenny shows up. I'm having such a great time with you. But then this extremely good looking man walks in and he has a little red rose on his lapel yeah. and she goes, Oh my God, it's him. Get out, leave. <laughs> which, which I also thought was perfect because we, we get the perfect amount of push and pull between Mr. Sheffield and Freya. Like whenever it seems like they're gaining traction, something will burst the bubble. So that was like the perfect thing to happen. I think.
0: Yeah. Um, the writers do a, an excellent, excellent job at juggling the 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 will they, won't they of it all, um, and they always and and never without good you know good character motivation for the switch. Like they're they're enjoying themselves. It's a slow build, but like ultimately, she's here to like meet a dude and hook up and have some fun. And so like when that opportunity is presenting himself she's like yeah 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 get away yeah,
1: get you know and um and she recognizes him because they had both agreed to wear these little roses on their lapels so she goes over to him and she's like Lenny, like I can't believe it's you. Like kiss me. And he's like okay. And they have this very passionate kiss. And then Mr. Sheffield walks over, and he's like, um, hi, I am Maxwell Sheffield. And then the guy like stands up straight, and he's like, like hi, I- I'm David. You know, Starveros. Oh, David, St- oh, Starveros. <laughs> he goes,
0: David Starveros. Which <laughs> David Starveros. Such a weirdly Greek last name.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, it was a very Greek last it's name. So and specific.
0: Then- Deep in I'm with true. the band.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, because Fran was like, oh, you're not Lenny? And he's like, no, no, I'm with the band. And then she's like, oh, you give me one more kiss and you get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then, you know, that guy walks off and Mr. Sheffield's like, well, like, do you want to wait for Lenny a little longer? And she's like, no, like, you know, the guy stood me up. Let's get out of here. Um, and she actually says you'd think he'd want to meet the first millionaire female astronaut who opened for yeah. <laughs> Um, But so then as they're walking out, the Mater D hands her a note and it's like, oh, madam, there's somebody left you, left you this note. And she opens it and she's like, oh, my gosh, it's from Lenny. And the note basically is like, Fran, like this is my last letter. When I came in and saw you with that great looking guy, I knew I could never compete with him. And it's like this kind of bummer, sad moment. Like I actually felt bad for Lenny even yeah. though we've never even met him. And Mr. Sheffield's like, oh, Ms. Fine, I feel terrible. And then she has this fantastic line that I actually was not – I did not see this coming. Same. She goes, you, how do you think I feel? What were the odds of Lenny walking in right when I was in the arms of David? <laughs> and then she walks <laughs> out. So you in her mind, it didn't even occur to her that it was Mr. Yeah. Sheffield who which, Lenny saw. Which
0: again is – I think just a, it's a great example of, of how strong they are at, at keeping this thing always teeter-tottering, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I, like even that line where she's completely oblivious to the – it, it almost implies that she's oblivious to the chemistry that they just shared
1: because mm-hmm. um,
0: all she's thinking about is is the kiss. It's great. It's really great.
1: And it also – you know, if Mr. Sheffield was getting any ideas in his head, he's instantly going to get that, like, you know, Ooh, cold I got to water. Off. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and then well that doesn't work out but then I was not expecting this either this early in the season <laughs> this is just like an episode of, there's so much here so we go back to the mansion Cece and Niles are sitting on the couch in the living room they're drinking Cece's like totally deflated yeah. um, and she even says something like she's like oh I, I don't make a habit of drinking with the help and he's like I've never helped you and she's like exactly and then she's like She's, she says something where she's like, you know, like, what did you even do to, to she, fill your days before I came around? She says, admit it. Your life was a little empty. Oh, no. She, oh, no. Said, she yeah. says, what, what did you, you do, before?
0: Even do before I was here? And he's like, well, my life was a little empty before you came around, which is an interesting admission.
1: Well, but he says it he says, and he goes, but now I have a hobby. Yeah. So insinuating that his days are better and fuller because he torments her. Yes. Not so. It's not really like a a moment of emotional reveal or anything like that. But there is something there where There's it's like, oh, there. she does add yeah. something that yeah. And then they start insulting each other, and they both stand up. And it's one of those. It's just one of those very sitcom-y things where she's like, you know, pig, and he's like, you know, like. T- what is she, say, goes, she goes
0: servant, he goes troll up, she goes bellboy, he goes brunette, and then yeah. they make out. <laughs> yeah, they just go
1: like they smush their bodies together, and it yeah. is a big long passionate kiss. Yeah. And I was like, I think it works. Like I was trying to figure out like, does it work? Does it not work? How do I feel about this? I think it worked in the in the confines of this episode. Yeah. I don't know if I'll love it, you know, when we see how it progresses, or if I'll feel like it's earned, but I don't know. It was working for me.
0: It (laughs) Listen, they were both drunk and like she looks great and he does put a lot of effort into, I mean, I think the writers really approached it like when you pull someone's pigtails when you're a little kid, you know, Mm -hmm. and you like them. And I think that that's what they're trying to sell here is the idea that they poke and poke and poke at each other. But, you know, they're also both very lonely people with like kind of empty (laughs) lives. And there's like, you know, a a proximity thing happening where it's like they know each other really well. They spend every single day together. And yeah, I mean, I bought it here. I'm with you. I bought it here. I don't know how I'll feel as it progresses. And like, I think they eventually like end up a full on couple.
1: Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. But I bought it here. Me too. I did too. And so they're like mid lip lock when Fran and Mr. Sheffield come in. I'm literally like Fran's jaw is like on the floor. Like they cannot believe what they're seeing. And you know, Cece and Niles, they literally like jump apart – she goes,
0: um, and, Miss Fine, how much do you think I, I have to drink this evening? And she goes, not as much as them. <laughs>
1: yes, yes, but uh, CC and Niles—they literally like refuse to acknowledge what just happened. They just literally like jump apart. She like kind of like wipes. They wipe their mouths, and she just goes, "Good night, Maxwell." And she goes, Franny nine. <laughs> she walks out because she's so franny Nine. And then uh, you know Niles close. Oh, and then Niles walks her to the door, and then she turn. They turn around, and she goes, "Swine," and he goes. Chicken. And then you actually see her have this little like, like you can see like turned her on. And then he closes the door. He turns around. He looks at both of them. There's like lipstick smeared across his lips, and he just goes, "Good night, people." And And that, yeah, that's when Mr. Chaville's like, "How much do you think they had to drink?" And she's like, "Not as much as them." And that's when, and then you know she's like, "Well, you know they spend so much time together. I I guess it was bound to happen." And you know Mr. Chaville's like, "Yeah, I mean I guess when two people are around each other that much, and then they kind of like both." Trail off and they like look into each other's eyes. And it's like slightly a mirror to that season two finale moment um where they almost kiss. And he's like, Are you thinking what I'm thinking? And she's like, Uh, what are you thinking? And he's clearly about to kiss her, but then he he backs off. He kind of like, you know, he loses his nerve and he goes, "I'm, I'm thinking about um shower and then bed. And then he literally like plops his coat into her arms and walks upstairs, which also firmly reestablishes their role as like employer and employee, like yeah. sort of like, put my coat away, I'm going upstairs.
0: Also, I- the audience audibly groaned when they didn't kiss. <laughs> Did you hear that? Like the the, the studio audience literally goes, oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, man, we're right there with them. We're right yeah. But so it's funny, though, because then he goes upstairs, a friend goes, oh, what a coincidence. I'm thinking about going to bed while thinking about you taking a shower. Yeah. Um, and that's the end of the episode. We actually never get a resolution to the Brighton subplot, but um, who? it's not a big deal. It's really not a big deal. It was overall just great episodes. Kicking what it, if, and kicking what it off. What if
0: the subplot resolution there was that she showed up and freaked out he didn't look like Brad Pitt, and then him and the other two kids had to hide a body?
1: <laughs> well, that's the other thing. Like, we don't know what these kids are up to when we're not
0: No. Like, all right, that was our second spin-off idea the kids the kids commit a crime the telltale heart.
1: Yes, but let's be real. they're rich and white in New York in the early they 90s. Fine. they're fine they're fine yeah. Like there's literally true crime stories where that th- same thing happens in everybody's fine.
0: <laughs> um there was no end credits uh true bit this mm-hmm. episode, which i I clocked. I, sometimes they do them sometimes they don't. There's no consistency there
1: yeah, yeah, maybe they're doing less of them um because they didn't do it last. A couple episode episodes, either. yeah. Um, and then, so that was the episode. We, we, it was very strong start to a season. Um, are we ready for segments?
0: We are so ready for segments. Let's go.
1: And now, segments. So, segments. Yeah, no, I think we should move on to segments. I- to say, we can move on to our segments. And now, segments. Segments. Uh, with Sean and Toria. And now we're... <laughs> outside. Now we're on the inside of segments.
0: Now we're on the um, inside of segments, but we moved outside.
1: Yes. Oh, it's such a lovely day.
0: Yeah. Oh, listen to those birds chirp. And the bees are buzzing. Oh, oops, one got too close to me.
1: Oh, no, oh, no John, do you have your EpiPen? <laughs> I
0: yep. Oh, okay. I oh, packed it God. just in case. Ow, I got <laughs> snug. Quick, quick, give me. Ah, uh, that oh. feels better.
1: <laughs> wow. Could have been a much tenser situation. Whew, but- <laughs> This is just this is just a long um, ad for EpiPen.
0: <laughs> EpiPens, the new sponsor of Oh, <laughs> Mr. Shepherd.
1: Um But EpiPen,
0: so- don't get caught without one. <laughs>
1: oh my God. Uh, okay, but so we. Um, We went over so many of my favorite lines because I couldn't contain them. But I I love the he lost his appeal line. Um, Mm -hmm. There was a line – there was another OJ Simpson trial line Mm -hmm. that I didn't bring up. But um, basically when Fran and Mr. Sheffield are leaving to go meet Lenny, she starts to – freak out she's like i don't know maybe I'll, i know she's like maybe i'll just write him and i'll tell him that you know miss america couldn't fulfill her duty so i had to step in and now <laughs> goes oh no you wrote that to him in your last letter and then she just <laughs> looks at him because he's clearly been reading all her mail and then he goes a million rosa lopez's in this world and we got domestic help with total recall <laughs> and that is in reference to in the oj simpson trial yes the the maid, I think the next door neighbors had a maid. I think that's who she was, Rosa Lopez, and she she like saw the his car parked outside the night of the murder or something, but then she like wasn't sure and it was really hard to get a consistent story from her and and it was kind of this whole three day long ordeal or something with her on the stand where um it felt like her testimony wasn't consistent. And I think there's yes. probably a lot more going on in that situation than just her being inconsistent. I think like there was a language barrier and the defense was obviously
0: horrible. She very famously, when she was brought back in, because she went to testify and then they brought her back in and then she got on the stand and she was like, I don't want to be here anymore. These reporters have ruined my life.
1: Yes. Yeah. She was basically willing to do anything to just make this ordeal stop. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, really uplifting little joke there. Hilarious. Uh, And uh, oh my God, there was this, when they're at the Russian tea room... Mr. Sheffield buys some drinks, and she goes, "Oh, Mr. Sheffield, you're so classy buying drinks." Val and I just usually wait for the guys next to us to go to the bathroom, and then we take theirs. And he's like, "You drink other people's drinks?" And she's like, "No, we just hold them. You need a drink to get into the free happy hour buffet." And then she goes, "Don't you ever go out?" <laughs> I just still do. I mean, I love it, and he's still, like charmed by her weird little ideas, like trashy idiosyncrasies. Yes, um, and and that actually. Another laugh out loud line for me was she says something like, you know, oh, I wonder, you know, what were you like when you were young or something? And he goes, oh, you know, he goes, I was quite the Jack the Lad in my day. Um, And Jack the Lad means like, you know, a sort of suave ladies man in England. And she goes, oh, it's okay. Everybody goes through a curiosity phase. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she thinks he's like you know, just like casually dropping that he used to basically jack off men.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that was another like very progressive reaction from Fran's yes. part. Yes,
0: yeah. Fran doesn't listen. They they have firmly established uh, in the first two seasons of this show that she does not care about. Like she's not put off by by no.
1: It, uh, by I, I loved it. I thought it was stuff. so funny.
0: It's great. Um. I mean yeah we did I mean we did almost all of mine. Uh I I also had the Rosa Lopez line written down but you you got there first. Um you know, I I loved the my wife was pissed but I you know, I just felt trapped in my old body line. Yes, I thought that was okay. great. Um and I really like the name David Starveros. I also like Goodnight Maxwell and Fanny Nine. <laughs>
1: Oh, I just said, she's so, she's so <laughs> she
0: can't even get her name out <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh also hold on I'm gonna I'm putting my mic down for one minute I have to quickly text my coworker and answer to a question what's that
0: that's yeah. fine I'm just gonna enjoy this beautiful sunny day <laughs>
1: watch those bees you only have one epi pen left <laughs> this is how Toria,
0: help. I can't reach my Effie pen I'm all swollen up
1: texted her back Sean, are you alive? <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Um,
1: so, oh, so the first piece of Yiddish we get actually is a word called shmendrik, which I had never even heard before. <laughs> oh, yeah, while, shmendrik. So Fran is watching her soap opera and she goes, oh, Veronica, you're throwing your life away. And for what? That's shmendrik, Owen. A shmendrik is an ineffectual, foolish, or contemptible person. Um, so there you go. That was the first one. And I was satisfied with that. And then we got so much more. Um, but so but while Fran is getting ready for her, uh, night out with Lenny, Mr. Sheffield's like, oh, you know, where's Miss Fine? And Niles goes, she's for, oh, she's getting for pinced. And he goes for pinced. And he's like, yeah, you know, getting dressed. And Mr. Sheffield goes, I thought that was for blondes. And then he, and then Niles like, no, that means, you know, lost or confused. And then, Mr. Sheffield goes, "I thought that was for cock-a. And he goes, "No, no, no. if that and for actually means like lousy or basically full of shit, like you know, that for cockta, you know, story you told. And then Niles goes, "I thought I thought that was for Shimmel." And then Mr. Sheffield like thinks and he goes, I think that's her uncle. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not even a Yiddish word. It's just the name of a person. And then after all that, Fran comes down the stairs and Mr. Sheffield's like, you look beautiful, Miss Fine. She goes, oh, thank you. But I'm all for <laughs> And Niles and Mr. Sheffield just like look at each other and shrug because they don't even know what that means. And that means to be stressed or worked up.
0: Uh, so for Nanny Trivia, uh, you know, we've we've talked a lot about how how um you know dubious IMDB trivia can be sometimes but but this one points out a quote from uh from Daniel Davis uh basically you know when asked about the Niles CC pairing he basically was like i didn't really like it and didn't really like buy it
1: Yeah, I mean, I get it. I don't think these two should get married. I'll say that. Like, I I like this, like, you know, I I like this episode where they end up kissing. But, like, to me that literally could have been a one-off thing and it would have been fine for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll see how it all plays out. Although, I, I, you know, I suspect if the actor – wasn't committed to it and buying it, that will probably translate into chemistry and performance. I mean, I've seen actors do this of like, not agree with what a writer has written for their character and like their performance downgrades.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, That makes sense. Um, Only
0: because I've seen actors on set, and I've seen them ask questions like that. And sort of rolled my eyes to be like, okay, just,
1: just act. Just, just pretend. Just, just pretend. pretend. Just it's all to pretend, pretend. You know, but then they
0: throw out the line of like, you know, for me, this character has to be real for me to really do it. And you're oh like, my God. Is it?
1: It's... I wonder what Cece thought of it. Maybe we can find some quotes about Lauren Lane.
0: Oh, uh, let's, let's do a little digging flat. See okay. if we can. Uh, in the meantime, I hope that people enjoyed this uh, we, kind we, of overstuffed episode.
1: We still have to do the free of the Cece.
0: Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. This is a good one to do it for too.
1: Did you ever have a pen pal? I did have a pen pal who I became real friends with, but I still say that you know I I sometimes relate too much to Cece, where I feel like I feel like Fran has an it factor and Cece doesn't, and so I, weird, <laughs> I weirdly like feel like oh, yeah that's also oh, right. you did
0: make out with the butler that one time
1: yeah, but I mean. <laughs>
0: I think this is one of those weeks where I'll be the one to be like, I don't know that I I was either of them in this situation.
1: Let me. Think. I mean,
0: I guess Fran because I've had uh, unrequited love, but it's not really unrequited with her and Mister Shepherd. But that's CC
1: too. That's that's why I honestly do like uh, relate to the CC more sometimes. <laughs>
0: Right, I guess Cece's more unrequited love, where for she's sure. just pining after this this person that doesn't even know she exists. Yeah, yeah all right. Smart. I guess in that in that aspect, I always relate to Cece more.
1: Yeah, and then she slums it with the butler. Yeah, <laughs> sounds that's about right for me.
0: Me too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's not well. That's not. True. But I will say this though. No, no, no. Sean has. Um, I always say you. You what is it when you fall backwards into something amazing? Yeah, yeah. I stumbled. you say that, but yeah. then he has he, he You're actually the friend you got, a Mr. Sheffield. I did,
0: Don't, Sheffield stop ta- you know. I, mean, I'm I so- ended up with the, well, I mean, I ended up with a Mr. Sheffield, but you know, there were many many Nileses before that.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, oh boy, th- these conversations they just get so um confusing because it makes no. Can you imagine listening to this if you had never watched this show. you had
0: zero context, no, I can't imagine listening to this if you never watched this show. Uh, but that's of any episode of this show. Why would you ever do that? I don't, I mean, look, maybe there's a listener out there who just likes hearing us. But, and if that's true, please let us know because I want to know what this show is like to listen to. I mean, actually, that's not true. Elizabeth, I don't think, has ever watched an episode of The Nanny, and she's listened to every episode of this
1: podcast. So. That's because she's a very supportive partner. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, yeah. But- if you've
0: never personally met either one of us and never seen the nanny and you're listening to every episode of this show, please write in and let us know about that.
1: Yeah. We're what it's fascinated. like.
0: Fascinated. Fascinated. Um, we might have you on as a guest.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. But so this was the season three opener. It just had so much happening. It was so sharp. Very excited to keep going with this season. If it's anything like this one episode we saw. But I don't
0: know that they're all going to be bonus-sized. This was like a – we did a bonus-sized episode for this, for our stop season saying, premiere. Stop saying
1: bonus sized I didn't. I don't Once. know. Listen back. Listen back. I think you might Nope. Roll the tape. <laughs> all
0: right. Do check us out on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave a little comment, rate and review – The whole bit because it helps us and it helps other people find the show and it makes us feel good about ourselves and we truly appreciate it. And if you want to find us on social media, where are we at, Toria?
1: We are at O Mr. Chef Pod. That's with two Fs, Oh Mr. Chef Pod. We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, uh, but mostly we hang out on Instagram for the show.
0: Yeah. I, I operate the Twitter and I'm bad at it, but Twitter' is really good at the Instagram. There's always fun stuff going on up there. The problem is, is like with Twitter, you have to have something to say and we're just recapping nanny episodes. True. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: less evergreen and yeah. Instagram's more evergreen.
0: Yeah. It's just pretty pictures of the nanny and clips of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can talk back and forth with you guys in the comments, which is always super fun. I love, love reading the comments and the, and the little messages we get, the DMs we get from people. People are always sliding into our DMs.
1: Yeah. I mean that Not makes brag. Sound, that makes it sound kind of gross, but people are sending like really nice
0: Not to brag, but there's a lot of DM sliding going around. <laughs> uh,
1: wait a second. Actually wait, to your DMs? No, like to your- our,
0: to the Oh Mr. Chef Pod DM.
1: Oh, oh, I thought you were saying like to your personal Like they're like trying to get in touch with you. Oh God,
0: no, no, don't (laughs) don't DM me. I don't check my Instagram. I I was
1: shocked because I was like, I was like, (laughs) why? This is so revealing. This is why I am a CC. My first (laughs) thought wasn't, oh wait, are people trying to befriend you, Sean? It was, why aren't people trying to befriend me? (laughs) What? (laughs) What? (laughs) No, no one, no one is
0: trying to befriend me, and and no one should try. not fun. It's not fun to know me. This is the this is the most okay. fun version of me. I'm
1: into that. I'm into that. Someone who knows Sean outside this podcast. This is the best we're gonna get of him.
0: Uh, it's because I'm exhausted after we do this, and then I just sleep the rest of the day. <laughs>
1: oh, and on that note, we that note, love you guys. We're yes. so excited for you to continue this journey with us, and we will we will see you next week.
0: Next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
1: The blushing girl from Flushing, The nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. I uh, uh, Miss Fine.